Are you a Christian in real estate wanting to grow your business and your faith? then this series is for you. Here's the truth. Being a business owner and being a Christian can feel lonely. We're here to bring you into community with other like-minded business professionals who desire to grow their business and their faith also to create a faithful agent family. Through short teaching episodes around important topics for believers in the business world, prepare to be encouraged, challenged, and inspired to serve God and serve people in a community that knows you and loves you. Are you ready to be surrounded by the people who think like you, love like you, and serve like you? Then join us as we navigate being a faithful Christian in the real estate world together. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to our Faithful Agent friends. We are here for another episode of the Faithful Agent series. Tyler is already making fun of me. The double welcome why. back. I love it. Did I say welcome back twice? Welcome back. Welcome back to our Facebook. Did I, did I really do that? That's yeah. fantastic. I'm just so welcoming, which is a great lead. <laughs> which isn't true. That yes. is a great lead in for our topic today uh, about practicing humility in business. And I'm going to, I was going to say, I'm going to let you do most of the talking because I'm not that humble. But because I'm not that humble, I need to talk. So this is going to be an interesting dichotomy for me, but I'm glad we're having this conversation and, and we're going to dive into it and, and explain why, but we're going to be using 1 Peter 5, 5 through 6. But before we do that, T, let's get um, hmm. our good old Christian jokes. Let me go first because I'm humble, so I'll go first. Perfect. What, what is the best way to study the Bible? You, you look into it. Hey, yo. Nice. <laughs> Nice. I've actually oh. never heard that before, and that's amazing. Wow. Oh, my like gosh. Because you've heard every joke ever written. I, I shared, literally, so. I yeah. basically have yeah. right. heard every Tim, single joke this ever is just, told. This is a strong intro to our discussion on humility. This is actually perfect for, <laughs> for you. Mute mute audience when I talk and unmute when I was talking. <laughs> All right, buddy, what's he got? Oh, man. Well, you know, fair question is why didn't they ever play cards on the ark? It's because Noah was always standing on the deck. <laughs> I appreciate like, when you don't get it at first because it actually gives a little bit of a chance to process. It like okay. doesn't make sense, but it does. It does. Absolutely and, does. Yeah, I That's get what it. a I joke is, Gary. Well, it's like it's like the idea of why didn't Noah go fishing? Well, he only had two worms, you know? So what's he gonna do? I don't know why I thought that. That just came out of my head. That's terrible. This is going to be a terrible episode. Okay. You know what? The only way to redeem it? The word of God. So yes, let's jump right on that, in here to <laughs> read, read first Peter five, five through six verse. Okay. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Amen. You know, really, the reason I wanted to talk about this is, is number one, I struggle with humility, right? So any conversation around humility is helpful, but also having humility in business. You know, I think one of the challenges in the real estate world specifically, so much of what we are taught to do, so much of what we see that is effective is self-promotion, constant mm -hmm. self-promotion. And talking about how well you've done, talking about all the homes you've sold or, you know, showing all the cool stuff you get to buy because you make more money than your friends or whatever that is. And I think that there is a, a very real temptation to just fall in line with what the world does. 
You know, I've seen so many posts of there's a guy, agent I know named Dan. And every time they sell a house, says, Dan did it again. Right. And it's just constant. There's another guy I know named Charles. And it's constant self-promotion about how great he is as an agent. And it's going and doing things for the community, but it's talking about how great he is because he volunteers his time. Like literally is what it talks about. And he claims Jesus, right? That That's what really frustrates me, quite honestly. So he's claiming to be a follower of Jesus, which he might be. But in the name of the Lord, he's acting very prideful, which I do too, right? And I think that's why it bothers me when other people do it, because I'm prideful. But the conversation around how do we stay humble in an industry that tells us self-promotion is the best way to grow your business. And I think that's a piece for me where I'm like, I think I do it okay, but how well do I do it on the surface versus how well I'm doing in my heart, right? The Lord judges the heart, not just the actions of the man. So what does that look like for us? So what did you, well, what do you think? I mean, first of all, like obviously in your past career as a professional baseball player, probably not a lot of humility going around in your career. So how do mm -hmm. we stay humble mm -hmm. in an industry that lacks humility and even rewards pride? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenging question. And I do want to lovingly rebuke you as we get into this and say that, yeah, we need to take the log out of our own eye before we're worried about the splinter in another. Because, you know, as you confess to immediately thereafter, yeah, we, as much as we might pretend to be humble, we're prideful centers as well. So. Yeah. Um, so, that is, that is a confession publicly, and that's not anything that anybody listening to this podcast shouldn't already know because <laughs> we are all very prideful, but, you know, I think that the, that balance of sometimes pride's one of those where we look at others who it's easy to, especially in today's world to find arrogance that just abounds and self-proclamation and really idolatry that there's this process of justifying our own decisions and who we are because we don't do that. You know, it's the age old comparative sin that, you know, we're good Christians because we don't do that or we're good husbands or fathers because, you know, we would never do that. But ultimately, this is the gospel truth that it, the standard that was set was established by Christ. It wasn't established by anything, any ways of the world, any metric set in place that we can see today. It was created in the living word of Jesus. And so the truth is, is we're all prideful. The truth is, is that we all fall short. But what humility, in my opinion, looks like, and, and again, I don't do it well, but when somebody did, when I heard meekness in the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth, right? Is meekness and humility going hand in hand are strength under God's control. And, and what that means to me to when I see somebody who I identify as humble or handled a situation with humility is just total confidence in who they are in light of Christ not in light of the circumstances or in light of the situation, but an understanding of who they are in light of the creator and the truth that where you are, the success that you're having in life, the success you're having in your business or in relationships or reputation that was orchestrated by the sovereign hands of God, uh, that is what humility looks like to me. Now, there's this balance that you know, I, is it this push and pull in my flesh of, you know, what does it look like to just constantly say, you know, you know, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, which is absolutely true 
but sometimes can be taken so far as to feel like a, a masquerade or a front to be self-righteous as a Christian, right? And so so there is no formula, there is no balance. And I think what it leads me back to is just the truth that we are all broken and in desperate need of a savior. And if we can all get on the same page there and recognize that desperate need and that none of us is any farther away from salvation without Christ than the other, then we can all realize that we're kind of in, in the same boat. And so, and that was kind of a circular answer there, but um, yeah, no, that I'm makes sense. Go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let me jump in. Cause I, that makes sense. And, and even, you know, it's interesting if, if anybody wants to go back and listen to, or you did hear our conversation on who's your who and in your inner circle, you know, we got off that and, and Tyler says, we should listen to that first because we know each other really well, but we, we want to make sure it doesn't come off as self-righteous. Like that's not what we meant, but we can have such strong opinions and things that it can come across as very self-righteous. And some, sometimes it probably is right. Mm -hmm. Not probably, I'm sure it is sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so Understanding and recognizing that with such firm held beliefs, sometimes it can go too far in in the the way that it's presented or the pride of your heart or the pride in your attitude. You know, I love, excuse me, what you're talking about as well, and understanding um, the reality for us, right? We we can even be a Christian in a prideful way, right? Mm -hmm. We can portray that, but recognizing and understanding. When I think of humility or, or really vice versa, when I think of pride, pride to me is really a misunderstanding of our standing before God apart from Christ, right? Mm -hmm. What is our standing before God apart from Christ? We are dead in our trespasses and sins, mm -hmm. right? We cannot make ourselves alive. We are literally wicked and will die and go to hell for eternity. We will be under the full wrath of God for eternity. That's where we stand, right? Apart from Christ. And I think in my own life, when there is a lack of humility, which as you said, is far too often for me, that is, you know, it's one of those areas where, where Paul says, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I do want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. I just feel like there's pride and I don't act, I don't act it out, but man, do I think it. And that is wicked and evil. Right. And I, and I need to repent of that constantly. But when we understand, excuse me, what our real position is, if I really grasped who I am before the Lord in my desperate need of Christ, there'd be nothing for me to be prideful about, mm -hmm. right? There would legitimately be only humility. And I think, you know, of course, Scripture knows us and the Lord knows us. That's why he gave us this word. But clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The reason we're called to clothe ourselves with humility is because he knows, the Lord knows we're sinful and that's not going to be our natural position towards one another. And so what does that even look like? And I want you to give some insight on that team. Hey, faithful agents, we love that you have joined us here on this show and in this podcast, and we want to continue to build the community. Go to faithfulagent.com, click join our community. We'll see you there. Like, what does it mean? What does it look like to clothe yourself with humility toward one another? And then with the recognition of God literally opposes the proud. He is against the pride, the prideful, but he gives grace to those who are humble, mm -hmm. right? So what does that mean, do you think, T, to clothe yourselves with humility toward one another? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll testify a little bit to me personally, how I've felt that in my life and seen my sin revealed and my pride revealed, specific, that specific sin pride revealed in my life is that a lot of times when somebody comes to me and, and shares, holds me accountable to something where maybe I'm falling short, rebukes me lovingly, or sometimes, you know, not hopefully lovingly, but calls me out <laughs> on something, right? It's a shot to my pride, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there are times when I feel like that's a shot against me when, and when I feel that pinge or that twang of how dare they call me out in this situation mm -hmm. or how they dare they not think I'm the best, you know, pitcher possible or the most insightful, you know, business mind or the, how dare they think that I not know the most, like, even though I don't verbalize that, or I don't, may not viscerally react in any way twinge that I feel in my heart is my pride upwelling, feeling mm -hmm. like that's, they're coming at me. That's a personal hit, but scripture calls us to be open and vulnerable and held accountable and welcome that rebuking from those mm -hmm. that are close to us that are walking in Christ alongside us. Yes. So what I think that it looks like to be clothed in humility and, you know, as verse five says, to be subject to elders, those who have gone before mentors, men who are more wise, women who are more wise, couples and families who have experienced some of the pain or hardship of of parenting and joy, obviously, but the, that have gone through this, the, the, those experiences before us to make ourselves available to their leadership, to their wisdom, to the Lord's kindness and speaking through the spirit by them to us. Like, I think that that, that willingness to be made bare and to be exposed and not take it personal, not take that as a hit to your pride is what it looks like to truly walk in humility and this pursuit of sanctification, because it's not, it's not done in one there. It, there's, I'm not going to pretend like I haven't been rebuked time and time again for some of the same things. I'm not, my heart's not changing, you know, in one instantaneous moment, by the grace of God, when the day the Lord returns, we'll all be made new and all that sin will yeah, fall away. Right. And this process of growing and sanctifying day by day is where his character and his grace and his mercy is revealed to me more intimately in my sin, ironically, right? Like the, just how, you know, God accomplished salvation and earth through the evil of sin that hung Jesus on a cross. He's hmm. accomplishing the revelation of his character and my sanctification through my wrestling with that sin in the same way. He didn't put it hmm. there, but he's using it for his good to draw hmm. me closer to him. And so I think what humility looks like is open eyes and hmm. really, really clear hearts to or clear, clear eyes and looking and observation of your heart of how, you know, some of that rebuking or that that those moments feel when somebody does lay you bare in a situation hmm. like that. Yeah. No, I, I think, first of all, that's really good. Second of all, upwelling, I don't think is a word. You used it. absolutely it. is a hundred percent. Upwelling. I mean, yes. it, I like, I got what you meant, but upwelling, I've never heard right. that before. Now in up. humility, you know, things that I don't know, which that's really hard for me to admit. <laughs> but as a incredibly humble man, I will admit that <laughs> I will admit that on the show. No, I mean, I, I love what you just said, because I think, um, when I think about practically, you know, as I, as I'm listening to what you're saying too, like practically, how do I, how do I apply this and being an agent, right. Or, or having a business mm -hmm. is what is my reaction when 
someone else, some other agent wins best agent award or some other agent or, or a client, potential client referral picks somebody else or one of my past clients goes to work with somebody else, which that never happens to me. It's happened a few times. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What is my yeah reaction when, yeah, like you said earlier, when somebody else posts something and it annoys me because they're talking about themselves, like, is, you know, what is my heart reaction to those things? What is my reaction when so-and-so makes more money or so-and-so gets to lead that group or gets chosen for that team or, you know, gets to do whatever, right? What is my heart reaction to those? If someone gets, you know, wins an award that I don't, am I angry? Like, is there a part of my heart when I, when I look deep down to say, man, I'm better than that person. Why didn't they choose me? Right. And I admit there's been, no, I don't care about awards, but there's been times when I've, you know, a potential client when I'm competing and they end up choosing another agent. And my first reaction is that agent's terrible. Like I'm so much better than them. Why did they make that choice? Right. And man, what pride to just perceive that you are such, so great, right? So great that everyone should notice. and. We talked about this some too with, with our conversation about a schedule, which I think was episode four of the Faithful Agent series of one of the reasons I tend to say yes to things is because I want people to think how, how impactful I am to everyone around me, right? And it's so much of it is based out of, born out of pride. My schedule is born out of pride than it is out of humility, right? The humility to say, Lord, I'm going to do this work. But like you said earlier, T, which I absolutely love and agree with. But the Lord, you're, Lord, you're going to determine what my outcome is, right? Okay, sold, fi sold 50 homes seven years in a row. Well, good job. And yeah, I worked hard for it. Don't get me wrong. But the Lord could have determined that was 30 or 20 or 10 or 80. I don't know, right? But in his kindness and whatever his purpose was, he determined it was 50. And that was his outcome, right? That was him causing those things to come about. Now, again, we can get into discussion of, you know, our effort and, and, you know, those things. And I, I don't understand that super well, right. It's really hard to understand, <laughs> but the humility of, like you said, Tyler, the humility of if other people succeed, it's because that's the Lord's desire, right? If you succeed or fail, whatever that means and whatever, however you classify that, it's because that's the Lord's desire, right? If our podcast takes off and people really start to enjoy it, because that's the Lord's desire. And one way that, that I'm just now literally thinking about how to check my own heart and the humility of that is, what will my heart be if our podcast takes off and be, gets millions of downloads, right? Versus just stays where it is and we're just faithful right where we are, right? Will my heart be totally joyful in either one of those? Or if it stays right where it is and it doesn't get massive and huge, will there be part of me that's like, what are people missing, man? Like, this is a great show, right? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they listening to this show? We're better than this, right? What is the desire to have a big audience? I will say, and then I'll shut up, but I will say a lot of times, well, I just really want to help as many people as I can. And I think that's partially true. I think the other part is, I just want a bunch of people to know who I am. And that's sinful and Lord, forgive me for that. And I want to repent of that. But in this culture of self-promotion and be, becoming a brand and whatever those things are, man, is it hard to not seek after the, the pride 
seek after the glory that doesn't belong to us anyways. Right. So that's a confession there, but Mm -hmm. recognizing fellow agents that our world says, and and specifically our industry, it's all about self-promotion. Well, that's not what the Lord says. So we don't have to do that. Right. That's clearly not the only way to success, because if it was, the Lord would tell us, you got to go self-promote yourself. Right. But there's another way and there's a better way. And that's to follow Christ and be faithful. And whatever he has called you to do, he'll bring to you. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard to remember. Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah. think, T? I mean, take us Good out, stuff. man. But yeah, what, what I'll do you take think? us out here. Couple couple things I want to first clear. Like we are not a Jesus take the wheel podcast, right? So as we're as we're talking about this balance yeah, of, of sovereign versus free will, and you know the opportunity to to pursue things, that's not what he's saying. So not that anybody heard that, but just being clear that we are very active in an active faith ministry. Yes. And secondly, also that we don't believe in exclusivity of that she can't be successful in business or successful in the world and a Christian, right? Like again, yep. not that he said that, but we, I mean, our our faithful agent the series and our conference is grow your business, grow your faith. We believe yeah. in Christians being exceptional and, and I think they should be successful in business. Yeah. Su- absolutely. Successful. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. exceptional. Like going exceptional. above and going above and beyond and pursuing great things for the kingdom and to honor the right. honor the Lord. That's right. And then the last point just being that as a reminder, when we think about these issues that we face with pride and those natural, like, man, I wish I would have, you know, I wish I would have gotten that listing or I should have gotten this opportunity at work mm-hmm. or, you know, I can't believe I lost out on that. Those those voices that kind of creep into that. I want to remind us all that we all have them and also want to point us back to the ultimate question and where we're trying to get to. If the ultimate journey in this life and the ultimate question was to be, you know, your ultimate toil is to be the best real estate agent in the world or to make the most money or to be the most successful agent, even in your market space, then yeah, those, when you fail and when you fall short on that, it would hurt. It it, Mm -hmm. it would set you back. It would not get you closer to where your ultimate destiny is. But the truth is that this journey is designed, I've used sanctification a lot today, but that must be the spirit stirring and that reminder of us that this process that we're on is a growth and refinement to prepare us for the day that the Lord returns, to prepare Mm -hmm. us for the day that we stand before him and have to take account for everything that we've done in this life. And so I just want to remind us for our hot pot, hot posture, for our heart posture in those moments. (laughs) The hot pockets? Is that what we're talking about? Our mind is of our hot pot. That in those that moments, up well within us. Sorry, I'm not going to let you get away Look with it that. Up. You said it's the hot word. pots that up well within us. I don't believe you still, but finish, man. That was probably <laughs> right. going to be a good thought until you totally mess it up. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for the grace and letting me work hey, you're through welcome, it. Buddy. It's just that we would be still in those moments, remind ourselves, and allow the Lord to remind us of what He ultimately has prepared for us and what He has in store for us, and to trust yeah. in His faithfulness and His kindness, just as He's shown throughout Scripture and each and every one of our lives in His revelation to us. So praise mm. God for that. You want to read yeah, us and take us out? Amen. Yeah, and upwell is a word. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And the first thing that came up is Upwell is a nonprofit dedicated to sea turtle conservation in water. So, right. man, you are just not only are you humble, you're a conservationist. Man, that's right. That's right. So many good things about you, T. Or the kingdom. <laughs> that's awesome. You're right. I did I didn't I honestly thought you made that up. Upwell yeah. sounds like it's, it's not right. a real word, but Hey everybody, man, you know. Go get yourself a friend that believes in you like Garrett believes in me. <laughs> That's 100% true. 
So, hey, it's a good thing you got a friend in Jesus. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. Amen. Amen. You've got a friend in Jesus. So, all right. First Peter 5, First Peter 5, 5 through 6. Likewise, you who are younger, which is you, T, so shut your face. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Amen. Amen. Faithful agents, we love you. We're grateful for you. We'll see you in the next Faithful Agent episode. Share this with your friends. See you next time. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again in this podcast and on this episode. We hope that you will help us continue to build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, by tagging us on Facebook. We hope that you will help us build this so we can serve more people and grow more Faithful Agents together. Go to FaithfulAgent.com to check out more of what we've got going on. We'll see you in the next episode.